Episode 12, Hope. Martin Luther King Jr. once said, we must accept finite disappointment, but never lose infinite hope. Hope is something that may seem miles away during these hard times. But North Shore resident and fitness instructor Lindsey Brown shows us that it can be a little closer with a pair of jogging shoes. By running half marathons, Brown raised money for the Hawaii Children's Cancer Foundation. And as we hear in today's first story, it's evident she is willing to go the distance to give hope to others. Fitness coach Lindsay Brown is wearing out her jogging shoes, and it's for a good cause. I'm on day nine right now, so I just hit 104. She means 104 miles. The North Shore resident is running a half marathon every day for 20 straight days to help the Hawaii Children's Cancer Foundation. The idea to tie it in with the uh, Hawaii Children's Cancer Foundation came while I was on a run. Brown's trying to raise as much money as she can for HCCF by spreading the word on social media. A direct message sent to the Instagram account Love Run Hawaii triggers businesses sponsoring Brown to donate $5 to HCCF. I figured just go for it and, um, you know, set my sights high and and see what we can do. The foundation provides financial and emotional assistance to families with children who have cancer. Like many nonprofits hurt by the pandemic, HCCF faces a huge shortfall. We had to cancel our largest event, our annual fundraiser event in 2020. Uh, and we're it's looking like we're going to be having to cancel the one we have coming up in 2021 as well. Every year, the foundation helps about 100 Hawaii families. Brown's own life has been touched by cancer. I've seen it in my family in a few different ways. And I just know the care and the support that is really needed in those times. She's also encouraging people to donate directly to HCCF. We're thrilled to have advocates and you know supporters for HCCF in the community so you know any awareness and fundraising uh, is is greatly appreciated. In past years Brown raised money for the Children's Cancer Foundation through her yoga lessons. This time she's running for a very important reason. Lindsay Brown emailed me and asked if I'd be interested in what she was doing and the more that I read her email uh, the more excited I got about doing this story. I have done other stories about runners and people running to raise money, but what she was trying to do was pretty challenging, and that was to run all these miles and do them on consecutive days, rain or shine. And so when I called her, she was super excited to get it off the ground. It was about maybe four days into this consecutive days of running when I contacted her. Uh, and so that's how we set it up. And that's how we, we got it going. The pandemic has taken a big bite out of funding for nonprofits, all nonprofits across the board. And the Hawaii Children's Cancer Foundation is one of them. Not being able to do your big fundraiser really takes away uh, funding from you. And when they found out about Lindsay, and they did through me, uh, I contacted them and I said, there's this gal on the North Shore doing this. They they really got interested and they con they they uh, made the connection with Lindsay and uh, and got to, to uh, work on this almost together in, in a way. Uh, so when I talked to the Cancer Foundation, they were just 
so happy that somebody had taken up their cause because they needed the funds badly. And she raised several thousand dollars for the foundation, too. And every dollar means something to that organization. This story helped connect the people who saw her running with the fact of why she was running, the purpose of the run. And uh, it, it helped. Now on to our next story. This one's about a Kalihi man who is giving hope to those who are physically disabled. Raymond Tavita is able to walk for short distances, so he relies heavily on his wheelchair. And that's the starting point for how he is spreading hope by launching a nonprofit. Raymond Tavita was born with spina bifida. It helped when Shriner's surgeons corrected his foot deformity. I got surgery to make sure that the foot itself stayed planted. Now there's, now there's nails in my foot that keep my toes and my feet like that. He can walk, but only for short distances, so he relies on his wheelchair. In 2017, Raymond was a street performer doing magic tricks in Waikiki when someone stole his wheelchair. Representative John Mizuno shared his story, and the public responded. A few weeks later, we had over 25 donated wheelchairs, a couple electronic wheelchairs at that. Raymond got two of them. The others were donated to people with physical disabilities, and it sparked an idea. I realized that it became a service that I could provide for people. With a representative's help, Raymond's starting a nonprofit called the Ohana You Don't See. He's asking for people to donate wheelchairs they no longer need so he can get them to disabled people who can put them to use. I have a person that could repair things, so even if it's broken, you know, we're just asking for any type of wheelchair that we could get from the community so we could go ahead and distribute it out. With Mizuno's help, Raymond's securing space where donated wheelchairs can be stored and repaired before they go out. People can contact my office at 586-6050, and we'll be happy to help with the, uh, the donations, making sure that there's storage for those uh, wheelchairs that are donated. Raymond is starting with wheelchairs, but he wants to help the physically disabled in many other ways so they can feel what he felt when people rallied around him. Raymond is a really giving person. That's my big takeaway from meeting him. We first met him when he had his wheelchair stolen a while back. He is a magician. That's what he likes to do. And he, he likes to, um, to do magic to make people smile. It's not for a living. And so he would spend uh, time in Waikiki on his wheelchair doing magic tricks for people uh, and just making them happy. And one day he'd gone home after doing his magic in Waikiki and he had left his wheelchair on the outside of his apartment and someone stole it. So that's how we were first introduced to Raymond because Representative John Mizuno heard about that and uh, put the word out there if anyone could help this young man. And wheelchairs were donated to Representative Mizuno's office. Raymond got one of the wheelchairs. And then he thought, how can I help other people who need legs? The wheelchair is Raymond's mode of transportation. It's his legs. And so he thought, how can I help other people who maybe can't afford a wheelchair or they have a wheelchair in such disrepair that it's not usable? And so why not see if I can get people to donate wheelchairs and I'll get them to them? And so that started his idea to launch his nonprofit. Representative Mizuno was in on that too. And he helped 
arrange for this beginning of the nonprofit and where these wheelchairs would be stored and how they could be repaired. And that's what they're doing now. Wheelchairs came in. I don't know how many, but they got a bunch of wheelchairs uh, donated after this story aired, and uh, Raymond made it public that he was starting this nonprofit. And so now they're in the process of getting those wheelchairs out to people who need them. And that's just the beginning. He has many ideas of what he'd like to do to help people. And that's not just getting wheelchairs to folks, but helping them uh, get food supplies, helping them with transportation to medical visits and things like that, things that he has had challenges with in his own life. Well, we finish this episode with one last story about hope. Throughout this pandemic, a Big Island nonprofit has provided free meals every week to residents in Waimea on the Big Island. The need was so high, it was running out of funds to pay for the food, and so it appealed to the community for help so it could keep the meal distribution going through the month of April. For you, Auntie. For! In Waimea on the Big Island, a grassroots effort that feeds people who need food assistance is running out of money. We need funding, and it's mainly to keep the restaurants and their doors open. Throughout the pandemic, Donnie Sheather and the nonprofit Friends of the Future have provided free meals each week to those struggling in the Kamuela community. It's called Grab and Go. We have people that are driving beautiful cars that you think, what are they doing in line? And then you find out they have no money and no jobs. When COVID hit and unemployment soared, Sheather secured CARES Act money and grants to pay struggling restaurants to prepare food. Grab and Go kept some Kamuela eateries from closing, and it also helps local farmers and vendors. We purchase as much local food as possible. We keep our staff employed, which is great. But best of all, we get to feed the people at the end of the day. From April through December, Grab and Go volunteers handed out 250 meals twice a week. But with money running out, it's been cut in half. We're having a hard time and uh, this is really helpful. I take food to my cousin. Um, she's a single mom and she has three children and she's deaf. She either is trying to get more grants and Hawaii County pledged support, but that money won't be available right away and hunger doesn't take a holiday. If you can help with a donation, we've put a link to Friends of the Future on our website. I think this is my favorite story of this podcast because of the effort that uh, Donnie Sheether has put forth to help the people in her community. She has been providing food for those who are hungry for a long time, and she has done it under the radar without any type of publicity just because she wanted to help. She began a food rescue program on the Big Island where she would capture food that would normally be wasted, uh, food maybe that restaurants uh, didn't need anymore or grocery stores didn't need anymore, and she would rescue that food and then get it out to people who, were in, uh, who needed food. She'd get it out to people who needed food. So when the pandemic hit, and she saw the need for folks growing as they lost their jobs and they lost their income and they had to make tough choices. Do I buy this or do I buy that? Can I afford to get this? Can I afford to feed my families? She decided to start feeding families and helping restaurants at the same time. 
So she went to the, the eateries in Waimea, and she said, this is my idea. I'm going to get funding. I'm going to try to get funding, federal funds, to um, purchase your food so you can get some income and so you can prepare meals for people who don't have food. And that's how it all started. She tied the restaurants who were in need of business and they were running short on money because business had dried up. She tied those restaurants in with people who didn't have money to buy food and she brought the two of them together with this effort. She wanted to raise money to carry the effort through the month of April. She only had enough to get her through the month of March. And so when I found out about the story and I contacted her, she said, Jim, this could not have come at a better time because I really don't like to put myself out there in the public eye. But I'll do it this time because people need to be fed. After the story ran, her very next food drive, the line was much longer than it was with any of her other food drives. That's the good and bad because she didn't have enough food to feed everyone in the line. But the really good part about it is this. Donations started coming in immediately to her. And she is now able to carry this effort through the end of the month of April, exactly what her goal was when she started it. Now she can complete it. And to me, that is awesome. And she had that hope that she could keep on going. She didn't know how it was going to happen. And it just so happens that we connected. And this story came to be, and that helped her. It's not that this story uh, generated the money, but people who saw it started seeing what they could do and how they could help her and maybe give her hope. And that's what happened. And so she can continue on through April and keep the the meal drive going. That's why it's my favorite story. We want to leave you with one last inspiring quote from Nobel Peace Prize winner Desmond Tutu. He said, hope is being able to see that there is light despite all of the darkness. Thanks to Davis Pittner, who wrote and produced this podcast. I'm Jim Mendoza. Join me again for Tell Me a Story. And look for my television reports on Hawaii News Now's First at Four newscast, weekdays on KHNL. Aloha. Aloha.